This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Debbie, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free Factory Sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com, and we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Factory at DF underscore network on Twitter. And before I go any further here on the War Zone, I have to bring in my co-host. Some of you know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair at Jerry Sin DFF. What's up, buddy? Man, always good to sit and talk with you, my friend. Uh, you got to talk to Kyle Balzer on the Patreon. You actually got someone entertaining to talk with you and not just the cynical, pessimistic Jerry. So that was probably uh, good for you, man. It was. And what Jerry's referring to is, so we obviously have a Patreon. We, we mention it in the open of every show. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And we had one of our Patreons on. We're calling it Patreon Participation Podcast. We're going to do our best to try to get every Patreon on if they want to. Not everybody wants to be on the podcast. Some people just like being in the group chat. Some people just like hanging out and uh, keeping us company and having us help them with their lineups and their rosters. And so it's, it's a good time, but, but Kyle was nice enough to jump on with me and we just talked about his roster and some strategies and uh, I'm not going to spill the beans, but there was some pretty good stuff came out of that podcast about what we're going to do in the off season from the rookie standpoint, uh, some of the rosters he's got going on, lots of good stuff in the uh, Patreon on from Monday. And he's a, he's a high stakes player. So that's a whole nother dynamic that we sort of don't get into. You, you know, he, he was playing, I, I will give you a little bit, he's playing in an FFPC, $750 buy-in. Uh, I clarified the decimal point placement. Yeah, in, yeah. In, <laughs> thanks for that. In that, uh, in that conversation, but it was definitely uh, a conversation. So if you're interested in the Patreon and what we're doing over there, it's Dynasty, excuse me, it's patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And I want to call out our social media. As always, you can find me at DFF Memphis on Twitter, uh, Jerry at Jerry Send DFF. The show on both Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Warzone. And, you know, we ask a lot for five star reviews. Jerry, can I tell you a five star review story? I would love a five star review story. So, so Jerry's a droid guy, so he doesn't go on iTunes a lot. And occasionally I just check, you know, maybe once a week, twice a week, see if, if or, or how many new reviews we got. And, 
I looked the other day, they were none, no big deal. And for whatever reason, I had a, not horrible, but just not a great weekend. It was a good weekend of fantasy football, but just not a great weekend. So for whatever reason, something compelled me to open up the iTunes thing to see if we had any reviews. And sure enough, we did. And I want to read this review. This is not something we do. I know some podcasts read a lot of reviews on their show. But I just want to take a second to to read this one. And it says, these guys are great. One of the few fantasy football podcasts I look forward to listening to. Thank you, Memphis and Jerry, for what you do. Uh, and that was from Friday, and that was from our friend at Up North Squad. So Up North Squad, uh, thank you for taking the time to do one. Uh, obviously, five-star ratings and reviews are what really helps the show. But, man, that was just like the shot in the arm I needed to get my Monday started. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I mean, you got me smiling right now. Yeah, I mean... That's, just, that's why we do it, though. It Honestly, we're not... I'm not trying to get onto ESPN. I don't have a face for ESPN. Randy's the only one that gets to see me. He could tell you I don't got a face for ESPN. They do but not. It, they do not <laughs> let trucker hats on ESPN. These are facts. I know. I brought it back just for you, bud. Uh, but that kind of stuff, man, it feels good. When people ask me, you know, advice and they say those sorts of things, because, you know, it's just me talking to you. I don't really realize the impact of it. And that's what I was talking about. I went to the Lions Cowboys game with Mike Jernigan, the former co-host. And that's what he said to me, you know, because I, I messaged him originally and I was like, hey, I'm from around, you know, where you're at. It's cool. I love the show. And, you know, he said the same thing that it's, you know, they just talk. They like to talk football. They don't really realize the impact that, you know, people listen and all of that. And it feels good when it gets back to us like that. At least it feels it feels good to me. I like reading that stuff and I like hearing about that. A hundred percent. I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm not doing this to replace my full-time job. It would be nice to replace my working income with fantasy football related income. But you know, that's what we do it for. We do it to help people. Um, when we say, you know, at the end of every show, we say at the dynasty war zone, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. That is our true mission. We want to help you guys build better rosters. We want to help you week to week. Um, and speaking of, of helping you week to week. We want to hook you up with a good deal. Um, you got a couple of weeks left. We're, we're a couple of weeks out from the playoffs, weeks 12 and 13. Then most leagues start their playoffs. There's still time to check out our friends over at Trophy Smack. Let's hear about the trophies and the deals. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you had the promo code DWZ ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring and let's have a big season. All right, as always, big thank you to our friends over at Trophy Smack. Again, head over there, use that promo code DWZRING, get hooked up at checkout, and don't remember, you just don't have to get a, a trophy. You can get a championship belt as well. 
use the promo code and hook up the league, especially for all you guys doing real well and might have a shot at taking home the championship. All right, Jerry, you ready to knock out a little news? Yeah, we got plenty of it. Yeah, we're going to try to keep this short but uh, but impactful. Tyreek Hill, uh, I was hoping it was just cramps. They were playing at a very high altitude, and to, to put that into perspective, the – uh, the the stadium and if what's his name is it, is it Tressator? Am I saying that right? <laughs> I think it's Tessator. Yeah, that that guy. He only said uh, Estadia Esteca nine thousand seven hundred and forty two times. Well, that stadium's a thousand feet higher above sea level than Mile High. So I was hoping it was just cramps. Tyreek Hill slated for an MRI uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, as the day of this show releases. Uh, Good thing they were on by. I mean, the timing, it's never good to have a player injured with a soft tissue injury, especially a player relying on speed like Tyreek Hill. But what well, we should get some more info later in the week, but you weren't going to have him anyway in week 12. That's the only upside. And then Damian Williams. This dude got blasted, and, and he was like writhing around on the, on the ground in, in pain. Jerry, so I, I think Tyreek Hill news is just kind of touch and go. Uh, are you stashing and looking for Daryl Williams out there on your waiver wire? I I don't know how you couldn't. I I I think that's the only play. I mean, Shady's getting work. It was funny that you know a couple weeks ago Shady's getting the healthy scratch, and now all of a sudden it's looking like he's going to be the guy again. But yeah, I think they're just playing it safe with Tyreek, which you already mentioned. With the bye week coming, I feel like they thought they were going to beat the Chargers anyway, so they just you know what? It, it's a a field that had its problems last year. The super high elevation, I don't think they wanted to mess with it. You don't mess with Tyreek Hill like that. You're, you're not trying to win week, you know, this week. You're trying to win in the playoffs. So play it safe as best you can. Damian Williams, he's sort of been a headache. You don't root for injuries ever anyway, but he's been a headache for you anyway. So if you have gotten this far with him on your roster, it's not because of him anyway. You know, I, I joked on Twitter a couple of weeks ago when Corey Davis uh, the week before their bye, he went out with a hip injury and didn't play that game. And I'm like, he's actually doing you more of a favor by not playing. You know, that gives you, with him being out and on the injury report, you can't play him. You know, and I feel the same thing about Damian Williams. He's on the injury report. He's probably going to have a broken rib when the news comes out. You know, that, that could be a, a multi-week injury. Sometimes running backs, you know, come back quicker. They wear the old flak jacket. But I think they're doing you a favor. So, you know, no Damien. But Daryl Williams, I mean, he may not be available in your deep dynasty leagues. But if, if you're a contender and you got some running back issues of your own, I'm not opposed to throwing a third or a fourth at it. I mean, uh, you know, think about some of the guys that were fourth-round picks in this past year's rookie draft. I know this 2020 class is loaded. But uh, Daryl Williams, I mean, someone's got to get the lion's share of the work. And he seems to be the receiving option. And they seem to have no interest in putting Darwin Thompson on the field. Right. All right. Well, we got some more injury news to cover. Uh, my Colts, Marlon Mack. So th this one's on uh, me. You can blame this one on me. So I traded for Marlon Mack on a contender, not this week, but the week before. And of course, he breaks his hand. You know, why wouldn't the running back on my favorite team break his hand? That looks you like just traded for that. I just uh, traded for. And, uh, saw a hand specialist. Looks like he could be back. You know, people continue to mock draft and say the Colts are are going to draft a a running back high in next year's draft. I've seen them mocked with the uh, – is it Taylor out of Wisconsin? I don't think there's a chance, but yes, Jonathan Taylor. 
I don't think there's I don't think there's a chance either. I, I mean, the whole time you said that, I shook my head. I just I can't see that. That that does not feel like a like a Chris Ballard move. But but anyway, I really like Marlon Mack. At least for the next couple of years, I, I think that Frank Reich and this team likes this offense, this uh, this backfield. Even with Jonathan Williams mixed in and Jordan Wilkins, I do think the backfield is a trap for Thursday night's game at Houston. You know, it's it's probably going to be a little Jordan Wilkins coming back off the ankle. Wil- Wilkins has had a couple of decent moments. I won't say games, but moments this year. Naheem Hines is the PPR back. If I had to play one, you know, the old gun to my head, if I had to play one, out of this trio of Williams, Wilkins, or Hines, I would be playing Naheem Hines. I think he's going to get the PPR work, and I really just feel like the other two are a trap. I'm I'm not mad at you. You're not uh, you're not curious. I mean, Jonathan Williams looked pretty good for you guys this week. I, I I'm going to take a, a few waiver claims out on him uh, in the leagues that he's available in my leagues. He uh, looked okay, but I, but I I hear what you're saying. It is sort of a trap. It's one of these you know he could get you six touches, and then you're looking at. 2.8 points or something. So I hear you. Here's to hoping Marlon Mack gets better. Cause listen, when we did this show five, six months ago, I was all aboard. They were going to take a running back in 2020. Cause I didn't like Marlon Mack. And that was the wrong take. Marlon Mack's been good. And I really don't for, you know, maybe they do draft one, but it'll be to spell Marlon Mack. It's not going to be to surpass him. I uh, see. I, I don't even think they. I mean, maybe they'll take like a, a late round flyer on a running back, or maybe yeah. a, a UDFA, sort of like they did with Jordan Wilkins, that sort of thing. The, the, this is the kind of team that's going to continue to build these this offense and defensive line. The the left tackle Costanzo is a is an upcoming free agent. They're going to need to address that. Uh, luckily, they, they they've got a lot of draft capital, but this is not a draft breakdown show. Um, I tell you, I would rather play Jonathan Williams this week though, or Jordan Wilkins. I would play either or over like say an Adrian Peterson and the reason why is even though that, that they are playing the Lions um, and the Lions have been bad against the run Jerry no one knows that better than you but we, we just saw that this Houston rush defense got embarrassed by the Baltimore Ravens this past week they've not looked good since J.J. Watt has went out and I just think that you've got more touchdown upside and big play upside with these guys than, than you do with some of those pedestrian running backs. So if if you've got a Dalvin Cook on by, if you've got a Eckler, a Melvin Gordon, you know what? And you're in desperation mode, and you got to throw big at a guy like uh, Jonathan Williams or Jordan Wilkins. You know what? What the hell? G- give it a run. See what happens. Uh, you know there are worse things that could happen, Jerry. There, there are. There certainly are. So, uh, like, get get into the news that just rips the soul from my body. You, you mean the Amari Cooper's playing through a knee injury and just yeah? You, I mean, you know. And by the way, I, I heard this on uh, on the Vegas podcast, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell. Look at Amari. I had never thought of this. I've I've heard this with Drew Brees. I've heard this with big with Big Ben Roethlisberger. Look at Amari Cooper's home road splits since since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, I haven't went all the way back to when they acquired him via trade, but it's actually quite eye-opening. Like, he has a monster. Like, those 43-point, you know, those 11 reception, 219-yard, and a touchdown or two games, those always seem to come at home, and he's very pedestrian on the road. Now, you, now to his credit, he's having the best season of his career. Uh, he's playing through a, a knee injury slash, you know, thigh bruise. So the guy's playing hurt, and he's playing well. Um, I tell you what, it would take balls of a moose to bench him this week. But if this guy's hurt on the road at New England and Stephon Gilmore, 
I, even in, in even in the midst of having guys like Thielen and Diggs on by, um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Tyreek Hill, uh, I, like I said, it would take balls of a moose, and you would hate yourself on Monday if he blows up in this game. But you know, we've seen Stephon Gilmore lock a lock a lot of guys down. And if you have a better option, is it? Am I crazy for for considering in my mind benching him? I would not do it, but I am a start your studs type of guy. And I know he did not do you any favors this week against Darius Slay. That was the Michael Gallup show, just torching the other side of the line secondary. And it's not just this coming up week against the Patriots, Randy. He's got he's got a pretty tough schedule coming up. The one good thing that we've got in the future of Amari Cooper is that Philadelphia Eagles championship week 16. I, I can't personally bench him. You would have to have... I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what what kind of person are you putting in there instead of him? That uh, that lesser tier guy that you're gonna Marvin Jones. Ah, uh, Ma- Ma- Mar- and here's the thing. Here's why I I think there is probably a good chunk of people that probably gasped when you gasped. Excuse me. Hopefully they didn't gasp when you said that. Marvin Jones has been good. I, I first of all, I'm always a little gassy, and se- <laughs> and, and, and and second of all, Marvin Jones. I had this little Twitter interaction with J.P. Hurley of the Dynasty Trade Calculator earlier. Marvin Jones is the only wide receiver one, that's a top 12 wide receiver on the season, that you have to ask yourself, should I start every week? He's only had two games where in PPR scoring formats he's had less than 10 points. He's had a couple of weeks where he's won you the week, and the guy has proven to be Driscoll-proof. In the game last week against the Bears, I think he had 12 or 13 PPR points. This past week he had 20 PPR points, I I just don't understand it. You know, I, I posted a, a GIF of Rodney Dangerfield, like the guy gets no respect. If I if I if I had say, and you know, in some of your deeper dynasty rosters, this is not uh not impossible. I know I'm in a league with Jake Anderson, and Jake's got Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper, Devonte Adams, and I don't know if he has Marvin Jones or not. But let's say he had those four: Amari, uh, Adams, and Julio, and 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 Jones. I'm benching. In that scenario, I'm benching Amari Cooper this week. Now, do I think that he can get 11 and 219 and 1? Sure he could. But we've all seen those famous gifts and stories and stuff of Bill Belichick going up to Odell Beckham Jr. in a game and saying, oh, you're not going to get anything today. I, I just kind of feel like that would uh, – I just think that, that they're going to lock up Stephon Gilmore on him, and that would be a great matchup if Amari was 100% healthy. And I'm not advocating that you have to bench him because you may not have a better option. But if you think you do, I don't. I don't hate it, Jerry. Uh, I'm. Not, I'm not mad at you. And to, to your credit, with Marvin Jones, I mean, two touchdowns this past week, 77 yards the week before, over 120 some the week before, a couple weeks before that, he had the four touchdown game. Marvin Jones is disrespected. I know I said a lot of Robbie Anderson is the most disrespected wide receiver early in the season. It is Marvin Jones because people don't love Marvin Jones. Hey, uh, I got to give some credit to JD from the, from the goat district. He was on Marvin Jones two years ago. Um, and I, I agree with him. I, I think it was a great call, but I, I don't want to make this the Marvin Jones love-a-thon. I want to move on to his quarterback, or I guess former quarterback, at least maybe for the rest of the season, Matthew Stafford. So this, the, I don't have the famous sounder of I broke my back, you know, spinal. But he, he could be That's out of That's Mike Tyson that, for that, you that, kids that, out there. Yeah, just, just throw Mike Tyson, spinal, 
And either one of the great interviews of all time. One uh, of the great answers. At it's least. beautiful. Um, we've played that here before. But he, it lo- looks like he could miss up to six weeks. And I tell you what, dude, Jeff Driscoll, 31-point game this past week. Um, depends on your scoring format, obviously. But if you're in a pinch with some quarterback uh, injuries, dude, Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> I played him last year in the Superflex uh, Super Bowl, week 16. I had to. I mean, this guy. This guy's a little bit of a baller, Jerry. What's up with that? He was fine. I had. Uh, there were lots of things I could have complained about. Uh, really, in the last two weeks, Jeff Driscoll hasn't been the problem. I, I mean, my man threw it to Marvin Jones twice in the end zone. He scrambled for one. I was not ready for that. I got a little more excited than I should have. He's been fine. They're shutting Stafford down. I don't. I don't. Six weeks. I don't want to hear four weeks. He's done. He's not playing in 2019. The Lions are going to continue to lose for the most part. Uh, By the time he's fully healthy, that you'd want to bring him back, they will be out of playoff contention. Why? They're not going to do that. You're done with Stafford. If you have him on your team, you need to find a replacement because he's not going to be playing on your team. Jeff Driscoll is one of those guys, and he's fine. Like you said, I think he's fine. Like I picked up, I managed to get a couple of Driscoll shares off of the waiver wire. So if you had a Jeff Driscoll that you got for free, like I did, and a Superflex, would you take like a third? Is, is that like uh, too much to ask? No. Because, here's the thing. Yes, he's useful now. Is he going to be useful next year? No. So get the third. There's a chance the third is Terry McLaren. I mean, depending when your rookie draft is, we easily could have gotten Terry MC in the third round. And tons of guys like that. Irv Smith, you know, and you want to talk about how deep the 2020 class is. We're talking even better names. So, yes, I am absolutely doing that without hesitation. And if you're a contender in a super flex, like the one, one of the leagues, the, the two legit league, my other quarterback, one of my other quarterbacks in that league is Phil Rivers, who is just killing it uh, with interceptions right now. So there might be a, a, a spot where I play Driscoll. And this kid just put up 27 points on a Dallas team that was seventh in the league in scoring, giving up about 19 points a game. He hung a 27 spot on him. Uh, I, I think there were spots. You know, Jerry, I was going to get into helmet game, helmet gate. Uh, I think you all know what we're talking about from uh, Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Here's my only little story on that. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, Mason Rudolph, you're a dumbass. Miles Garrett, you're an even bigger dumbass. Jerry, did I miss anything about these dumbasses? No, Mason Rudolph should have gotten suspended. You're a tool. He's like the the kid that tells you his dad's going to sue him or something. I just, I don't want to say my man. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are, are you telling me that Mason Rudolph is, do you know who my dad is guy? Yeah, look at him. Did you see the press conference where he said, that's Bush League. And hey. you tried to rip my man's helmet off. And Miles Garrett is a humongous human being. He is a superhuman and you tried to mess with him. And you didn't get what was coming because nobody deserves what you got. But you're a dumbass too. Miles Garrett, you're the the amount of dumbass you are, the dumbassery, if you will, is off the charts. I've never seen anyone so stupid. And you know, ev- everyone knows. Everyone feels the same way. There's some Cleveland fans that are crazy that don't see that. But I mean, when you've got Baker Mayfield going. Okay, you're an idiot. After the game, you got your own teammates doing it. Jarvis, OBJ, they're all saying it. Immediately after the game, you're you're a bozo. 
Well, well, here's what I will say. Miles um, Garrett is not – he seemed like a nice guy off the field, but on the field, I believe he leads the league in late hit penalties and roughing the passer penalties. And Dominican Sue loves he, to hear that. He, he's, he's, we'll just say he's a very spirited young man who plays to the whistle. And I'm not going to get into all that because it's not Dynasty related. But I do want to get into one thing. And I, I know uh, a lot of people hate this guy. But Adam Gase is going to return to the Jets in 2020. Jerry, how do you take that for Dynasty? Eh, I, Randy, you, I don't like the thought of giving a coach one year. I mean, if if we gave John Gruden one year, what would his legacy be in Oakland? It would have been a travesty, and it would have been a disaster, and it would have been an embarrassment. You trade away Mark Cooper, and you trade away Cleo Mack, and now you're winning more games than the Bears are without those guys. So it, give him another year. I get your get your stuff right. I I can't be mad. Listen, yes, it's popular to hate on Adam Gase, but you, you got to give my man a chance, at least two years, and I honestly probably three. I don't know about three. I, I want to see, but you know, in the in the six games, so Sam Darnold came back in week five. Uh, no, excuse me, week six against the Cowboys. And in the six games since, the, the, the Jets have scored 24 or more points in four of those six games. Yeah, they got roughed up a little little bit by Uncle Bill and the Patriots. That's what they do. That happens. That, that, that does happen. But they put up 34 two games in a row, and I know they played – uh, a couple of the, the weaker teams in Washington and the Giants, but you know but what? But you gotta you gotta put up points against them, and they did. Man, you know he's making dynasty and fantasy owners real happy right now. I mean, Darnold had a four TD game, so I I think this is better news because continuity for a young quarterback and a young offense. You know, yeah, you, you have to like it. So uh, just a couple other quick notes. Uh, Jay Ajayi signed with the Eagles. Did 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 you break out like the streamers and the uh, the air horns at the the Jerry household? No. I didn't give a damn about JHI signing with the Eagles. I and I don't think any of you should either. If for some unbelievable reason you had him on the back end of your roster, oh my god, please get rid of him. If yeah, it, with I, anything, I, anything. We talked about Jeff Driscoll, what you can get for him. I'm getting anything I can for JJ. I'm good on that. No, thank you. I'll take a fifth just just right now. Honestly, yeah, because it's something. I can, here, I'll close my eyes. I'll throw a dart backwards, and there's a chance that it hits. JJ, he's not going to hit. That one's sticking into the wall. So, so here's the thing. You take that fifth if, and it's a big if, uh, but if you get ready to get a fifth for JJ, you just use that in 2020 for any running back on the board. Someone that you didn't even scout, just running back out of directional Utah State, and put that dude on the back end of your roster, you have a better chance of getting something out of that guy than you do it with Jay Ajayi, his creaky knees, and you know six months on the couch. Last story, you could have gotten Ty Johnson with a fifth round pick last I, year. I think Ty John, yeah, well, Ty Johnson was a UDFA in a lot of rookie drafts. That's but, what I'm saying. But David Johnson, he uh. tweet, tweets out the mysterious whelp tweet. Yeah. Um, he, he will be a Cardinal next year. And we had this uh, conversation with uh, Dan at Overhype Sleeper from the GOAT podcast. And, you know, he and I are of the opinion that you can't do it. You know, people are like, should I sell David Johnson for a second or two seconds? I'm like, I will reach through this damn phone and I will slap you in the mouth. We've told you 574 times you never, ever trade when the news is bad. We saw David Johnson produce at a pretty high level when healthy early in the season in this Cliff Kingsbury offense. Would you agree? Yep. 
So we, we've seen guys like uh, Chase Edmonds and now Kenyon Drake produce in this offense. So David Johnson can. His clearly He's clearly not right with the back or the ankle. Are you ever going to get anything out of David Johnson like you did in 2016? No. That ship has sailed. But you know what? There's going to be a much better opportunity to move David Johnson than right now. There you go. When that gif of him running like Frankenstein or like he's running in molasses, you know, it, it's, it's horrible optics. It's horrible time. Just chill. Just chill. You're not using him anyway. He's, he's on by this week. There's a zero to be had this week. So put him off the side. Don't do anything foolish and wait for the optics to get better and then move him. I'm not against him. But you're, you're not relying on him for the rest of the season. A hundred percent. No, I, I have one David Johnson share. It's in the, uh, it's in the, it's in a super flex league. I, I just got to put him on the back burner. I got to play Devin Singletary or Matt Breda if he's healthy and just, it, it, it is what it is as the old expression goes. So I'm just, I'm just being cool. And I'll tell you another running back you may be without this week. And that's a uh, James Connor. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers, not 100% sure that that shoulder injury. I tell you, even if he goes, much like David Johnson with the ankle on the back, after what he did to you last week where he came out and got you 2.6 points, re-injured the shoulder, and then missed the rest of the game, can you trust that guy? Absolutely Hell not. no. Hell no. no. And, and, I mean, you, you said it with one word. One word says everything you need to know about the James Conner issue. Re-injury. He came back and not quite immediately, but pretty damn close. He re-injured it. And that was after missing what? Two or three games, plus he had a bye week in there. That's that's scary business. I I am a very big James Conner fan. I this is another one of those situations I really don't think you can trust him the rest of 2019. You I would have to see it before I could do it. Yeah, I, I could commit to it. And if you are a James Conner owner, you know what you want? I mean, unless you're in really bad shape and, and you need Ws to make it to the playoffs, if you're like one of the top two teams or top four teams and you feel like your spot in the in the fantasy playoffs are locked up, you want this guy to sit the next two weeks. You want him to sit out week 12. You want him to sit out week 13. And you want him to roll into, into business uh, week 14, the first week of your playoffs perhaps ready to roll and a lot closer to healthy. Would you agree with that, Jer? Absolutely. All right, guys. So that's the news. And now the main event of the evening. This has been the series that we've been getting. Jer, I don't know about you, but I've been getting tons of wonderful feedback about what we started doing. And it was just kind of uh, organic. It just happened uh, a couple weeks ago. We did, you know, guys to, to buy if you're a contender. And then last week we did guys to sell if you're not going to make the playoffs. And then, uh, this week, we know we're going to tell you, you know, if you're a non-contender, Jerry and I want to rattle through a list of names to, to put in your mind to consider buying because we think these guys can be fantasy assets both, you know, in the near future and long term. So, uh, Jerry, you want to you want to hit us with one first? I will hit you with one first. Make and it, my man, make it happen. Has, he has had a little bit of a resurgence in the last couple of weeks, but that's Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. You're talking about a man that is going to be barely 24 years old at the start of the 2020 season. He had over 1,400 yards in 14 games last year on a bad team. That was still a bad team. And he's easily going to crack over 1,000 yards this year in what is... uh, What phrase would you like to call it? I don't know, a 
dumpster fire or a- anything you could come up with. I'm sure Randy's always got good ones. But uh, I'll just go. I'll just go straight straight anchor man with you. And it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a turd wrapped in burnt hair. That's what I'm saying. And that's what the Cincinnati Bengals are. And he's still going to get you a thousand, eleven hundred, twelve hundred yards, assuming he plays the sixteen games. He's good. He can pass catch. He's a big dude. He can withstand it. He can run. I just like Joe Mixon. And I, it, will they draft one? Maybe. Are they going to draft one to replace him? This is the same sort of Marlon Mack situation. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, you're talking about a dude that led the AFC in rushing last year. They're not going to go to replace him. They'll get someone that can maybe get some carries. That guy that they can take and get Travion Williams or Rodney Anderson, get some work, maybe they'll actually play. Or they won't because Joe Mixon's good. He's young. He's good. And his perception of his value is depressed currently. And that is exactly what I want to do if I am on the market to buy somebody, especially if I'm a non-contender, so I can get those young assets. Randy, who is your first buy for the non-contender? Here, do you have any non-contenders? Uh, I do. I, I have one. I, uh, I So I, I traded for and then traded away a Baker Mayfield share earlier today. I will probably cover that on the Patreon this weekend, um, how one move set up another. I will just say this. I turned, uh, I moved some picks, moved some pieces. I moved uh, the collective of Matt Ryan, Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake, and there were some picks involved. And in return, I got DJ selling on good news for the record. And uh, on on the way back, I I got DJ Moore. So this is a team that's kind of like, don't look at all of it. It's not done yet. It's a rebuild uh, from from the ground up. But I am building around a wide receiver core of DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Riley Ridley, Debo Samuel, and Jarvis Landry. Very and, young. And very young. Uh, Landry is the aged veteran of that team at 26 years old. I got a young Irv Smith. Um, now my quarterback and running back situation, it's a one QB league. It's an older league that I'm in with the fellas. Anyway, long story short, I will share that on the Patreon. You just helped me create a Patreon topic. My QB buy, Jared Goff. And I know what you're saying, but Memphis. How dare you? He is the QB 21 so far in in 2019. You know, and and that is true. You know, his rookie year, he was the QB 37. Uh, But we forget that in 2017 and 2018. In 2017, he was the QB 12. Last year, he was the QB 7 overall. And uh, if you run him through the Dynasty trade calculator, again, our friends JP and Izzy, uh, him and Matt Ryan are virtually identical. I like Matt Ryan, but again, this is for a non-contender. If you're non-contending, Matt Ryan's 34, 35 years old. He's got two or three good years left, but you know what? Goff is 25. He's got 10 good years left. And I know what you're thinking. Well, he's not been lighting up the scoreboard. That's true. But you know what? They're doing what they can with what they have. Their offensive line's a wreck. They have a lot of second stringers. They traded for a bust out of Cleveland. Um, but you know, they still have 25 million, even with all those contracts, all these, all these massive contracts and they got to sign Jalen Ramsey and, and, and all this, they still have $25 million in cap room. So I, I like Jared Goff. I think he'll bounce back, but this team right now is winning in the way that this team has to win. That defense is giving up 19.8 points per game. That's ninth best in the NFL. You know, over the last four games against the spread in Vegas, the Rams have won three of those four, which means they are playing better than expected. The only down game was 
the Pittsburgh game. So, you know, I, I know he's not been lighting up the fantasy scoreboard. I know we're not betting these games. But you know what? People are so down on Jared Goff. If, if I could move an, an, an aged guy, if I could get if – if I'm on a non-contender – you talked last week about moving Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. If I could move Aaron Rodgers and I could get back Jared Goff and maybe a first or another pick, sold. Cash, sold. cash money on a non-contender. Because, again, just like the one I was just referencing that I'm in with the fellas, it takes a little bit of time. These rebuilds don't happen overnight. And by the time that your team is ready to compete – a year or two from now, Aaron Rodgers is 37, 38 years old. Yeah, I'm doing golf in a second, too, and, while and we're I, at it. And, 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 and I don't think that Aaron Rodgers will quite turn into the pumpkin that Phillip Rivers has, but it's possible. So listen, if I can get a young guy like Jared Goff at 25 with a smart head coach who, you know, kind of like Bill Belichick, plays to the talent of his team. Last year, this was a high-flying, high-scoring, will run you will run you to your legs fall off. And this year, it's it's play defense. And, you know, on Sunday, Goff only threw the ball ni- uh, 18 or 19 times. So relax. Jared Goff, you know, th- there will be better seasons ahead. He's a great QB, two in Superflex Leagues. So chill. I'm going to roll right into my second guy real quick, Jerry. I'm going to hit you with Miles Sanders. Love it. J- Jordan, Jordan Howard is a 2020 free agent. Um, and they don't really don't have a lot of cap room there in Philadelphia. He's got great NFL draft capital. He was drafted in the second round, 53rd overall. I mean, this is a Philadelphia offensive line that they continue to invest in. They invested highly last year with the kid out of Washington State, Andre Dillard, if I remember correctly. I mean, they got all the prerequisites to, to have a good offense, a good head coach, a good quarterback a good offensive line. And I think this is really his job in 2020. Will there be like another back there? Sure there will be. There always will be. But I, I, I like the guy. I like the situation. Man, I I, uh, I, I love me some uh, some Miles Sanders. Uh, and, and I think that when you're on the clock with that 2020-203, you know, depends on how the season ends, Miles, Miles Sanders may be attainable there, Jerry. What do you think and who is your second guy? I love the guy. I love the situation myself. My guy, my guy's sort of popular to, I don't want to say totally forget about, even though we have forgot about him because he got hurt after the first game. Sort of people love to, to not love him. And it's weird because when he first came out, this was a dude that people just loved because of how young he was. This guy going into 2020 is going to be 24 years old. He's actually a few weeks younger than Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon's stupid young for how long he's been in the NFL. And it's going to be his fourth season. 24 years old, fourth season in the NFL. David Njoku. He only played one game. He scored a touchdown in that game. And I don't know what we're talking about when we've seen tight ends. It usually takes him a little bit of time. This guy at 22 years old was catching eight touchdowns in the season. If I've seen that and I've seen, you know, anything out of Baker Mayfield, you got to assume that this was growing pains. I know we love Randy. We love to knock that boy down at the knee a little bit just to get that momentum down. But he's a good quarterback. He's going to be there for a while. It's a good situation. I like David Njoku, and this is going to be the theme maybe for these first two, not so much my third guy. It's just it's popular to forget about him. And so you're going to get him for one of those cheaper picks. 
you know, some some of that new hotness that we always fall for because we're suckers and we're we're not patient. But that's why we're here. That's why we're talking because we want you to be patient. You gotta you gotta look outside of the echo chamber that is the dynasty world. There are players out there that you're forgetting about, and I promise you, David and Joe Koo, he is one of them. He is one of them. That sounds ominous, Jerry. All right, my my, my third my third guy is DJ Moore. Your dude. That's uh, no I, surprise. I, absolutely. Um, we had a great chat about him the other day, and, and there's a lot of guys' pros and cons. I I am super pro. Um, I know guys like Travis May. Uh, I mean, how about this? You just go out there and you try and buy DJ Moore up in your league. So the, so the trade that got me him, now there was the trade that set up the trade. This is a one QB league. Um, the guy I got him from is the world's biggest Cleveland Browns fan, passionate as passionate could be. Uh, one QB, but he loves him some Baker. I sent Baker. Paris Campbell, what will pretty much guarantee to be because this owner, his first is guaranteed to be between the 109 and the 112 because he's going to get the buy. So even if he lost week one, it's going to be the 109 at best. So we'll call it a late first, Baker, Paris Campbell, and in return, I got DJ Moore and a late second. I love DJ Moore. You said one QB league? One QB league. Oh, so yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah, he he uh, he 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 loves him some Baker, and you know what? I I'm fine with that. I've always said you can have one. You can have one guy that's your favorite player. I'm all about DJ Moore. Um, he's doing it with Kyle Allen, who's you know more than likely going to be the starter there next year. I don't know. There, there's a lot of moving parts in the NFL. I still like Kyle Allen the rest of the year. Uh, we're going to talk more about him in, in just a bit. But man, I can't get enough of DJ Moore. He's got the NFL draft capital. He was a first round pick for his career. For his career, he has a 66.5% catch rate. And that's with the inaccurate Cam Newton and the not-quite-ready-for-prime-time Kyle Allen. Still doing it this year, 2019. He's averaging 9.4 targets a game and collecting 6.2 targets a game. He's currently the wide receiver 15 in PPR. You know, this is with some guys having their buys, some guys not, like a Keenan Allen hasn't. And if this guy had more touchdowns than the two he has on the season – Everybody would be clamoring for this guy. He just doesn't have the uh, the work in the painted grass. I love the targets. I love the skills. Uh, I love the metrics. I love everything about this guy. I'm a buy, buy, buy on DJ Moore. Jerry, who is your third guy? Yeah, I think I think that's good. You know, I'm not. I've sort of been a hater and a your your sparring buddy when it comes to DJ Moore. But my man's on pace for 1,200 yards, and I think that's your thing is the touchdowns. The touchdowns just does not build the narrative that somebody is an elite talent. But if you can come out with 1,200 yards, I don't care how many damn touchdowns you got. It shows that your future is good. Uh, my third guy is a guy that I know is near and dear to your heart as well as mine, and that is Kareem Hunt. Cleveland Browns, we're talking about in a backfield that has Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb has gotten at least – 22 touches in both the games since Hunt's return. Hunt has still gotten double-digit touchdown or double-digit touches, excuse me, and over 50 yards. If this man ends up in a backfield by himself, or if this man ends up in a backfield with a lesser back, which is, I would say, pretty likely. Oh boy, it, it, Kareem Hunt is a supreme talent. My man's 
pass catching ability is Randy like Austin Eckler is up there. And who else we got? James White. James um, White, yeah. Got, okay. now, J- James White is by far the least rusher of that group, but you and I have been touting Kareem Hunt all all season. And I, I think people get too caught up in the minutia that is the metrics and 40 time and burst and, you know. Hey, Randy, like, I got something for you. What's here, up? Here you go. Ready? I don't care. You know what I see when I see Kareem Hunt play football? He's good. He's a football he player. Me- he gets me fantasy points every single time. I don't give a damn about the analytics that tell me his uh, his uh, dominator rating is this. I don't care. Like it, though, I like reading about those. You know when those guys say that, but it does. It's not end all be all. I watch that man. He's good at football. That's what I like to see. I love Kareem Hunt, and as long as you are trying to buy him while he is in a backfield with Nick Chubb, this is another guy that's value is depressed you can get some value because if that man in the off season ends up in a backfield by himself, Randy, how much is he going to cost? I'm first, first I'm, plus. I, I, it, I don't know about a first plus, but let, let's, you don't so, think so. so, you, so all right. Let, so name a plum running back job that, that you would think would be perfect that he would land in before a rookie did. Cause free agencies in March, the rookie drafts in late April, early May, so so so, give me a job. Give me a job that he could score, that that would uh, make you excited. Houston, perfect. Okay, Kareem Hunt goes to Houston. Okay, you can get Kareem Hunt for probably a mid second right now. Does that sound reasonable? Reasonable, I, depending I, on the person, of course. I th- I think easily on the clock, if you were to if if he lands that Houston gig, uh, you you could easily. It would cost you like the 106 or more to get him. I mean, just go back and look at what he meant to Patrick Mahomes last year. Look, See, look, I, look, I, look, let look me at say what this. he was the year I'm before. Easily, I'm easily paying the 106 if he ends up in Houston. You, you can you can have your Eno Benjamin or your Cam Akers and your dart throw in whatever Miami backfield they're in. Give me Kareem Hunt. I've seen it. The man's awesome. Yeah, you know, and and now that he's doing it in Cleveland, I know it's a two-game sample size, but that's a putrid offensive line. He's not getting any, not any, but he's not getting anywhere near the touches. I think Nick Chubb had 27 rush attempts. 27 and 20. And over the last two games in PPR scoring, he's outscored Nick Chubb in both of those games. Uh, By the way, a little side note, uh, if, if the Kareem Hunt production over the next six weeks drives down Nick Chubb's Asking price, swoop on in there and buy some of that. That's too. a good one too. There you go, bonus. Because like a pro, p- p- people live in a fishbowl and they're going to be like, "Oh my God, Nick Chubb's not what I thought he was. I'll gladly sell him cheap." Guys, come March when Kareem Hunt moves on down the road to another to another offense, and Nick Chubb, kind of like I'm what in the money, yeah, kind of like what you're seeing right now with a guy like Leonard Fournette. You're seeing him much more involved in the passing game. Uh, you know, th- th- there's going to be profit to be had buying both of those guys. And I got one last one, a little tight end action to throw out. Yeah, I almost and hit, I love them both. I almost hit you with Herb Smith Jr. I do love him. Uh, I be, I would be buying him. But I want to talk about Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Here's a guy with sneaky, low-key, top 100 in his draft class, draft capital. He was 96th overall to the Bills. Uh, over the last two of the last three games, he's been on the field for over 71% of the snaps. Compare that to earlier in the season where he had been getting in the high 40s to low 50 percentage of the snaps. 
Um, I love to see the involvement. Uh, Cole Beasley is vacuuming up a lot of those over-the-middle targets, but as as the rapport between Josh Allen and Knox grows, he had another touchdown this week, and I think that's two or three on the season. I love this kid, and if you are a metrics maven and you like checking that stuff out, go over to Player Profiler. And just because this kid didn't have the huge college uh, production. Let me tell you some of his teammates. Maybe you've heard of him. One of them was DK Metcalf. He's lighting things up in Seattle. Uh, his other teammate, AJ Brown, will be at some point lighting things up in Nashville. And uh, another guy who was also drafted in the NFL, Demarcus Lodge, was on his team when when he was at Ole Miss. So just because he didn't have huge college production. Yeah, there, was, uh, there was another tight end ahead of him too, young in his Mississippi career, a guy named Evan Ingram. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. He's good at football as well. So uh, I love Dawson Knox. I, I, I think he can be in that next line of good receiver tight ends for fantasy. So there you go. There are the guys that Jerry there's, – there's a seven-pack. That's like a six-pack plus one. Uh, Jerry. Jerry loves a six-pack plus one. Um, we're just going to roll right into this thing, Jerry. We, we got the wheels moving. Uh, we're going to go right in to look back at it, where we were right and where we were wrong. And since I'm flapping my gums, I'm going to keep on flapping – uh, I'm going to talk about Ryan Griffin. I recommended him a couple of weeks ago on the bargain bin. And Jerry, I put my money where my mouth is. So in the Trade Addicts 7 League, I needed a tight end. Because who was my tight end, Jerry? Who got hurt? Trow Hoop. Austin Hooper. So you know what? I went out to one of the guys in the league. I gave up a, a what should be a late 2023rd. And in return, I got Ryan Griffin and what should be an early 2025th. So I probably traded about 16, 17 spots of draft capital. And I got back Ryan Griffin. Oh, and guess who helped me win this week? It was Ryan freaking Griffin. And do you know why? In, in, in three of the six games that he's played with Sam Darnold this year, he's had four or more catches in, in, in those seven games. Uh, and in four of uh, those seven games, he's had five or more targets. You know, I, I, I think we were all ready to anoint Chris Herndon as the next big tight end. I know I did. What if it's just a tight end catching the ball from 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 Sam Darnold? No, I don't want to fall for that. You know, Sam Darnold loves the tight end, but these guys clearly have a connection. Uh, he's favoring him right now, and the tight end landscape is a hot dumpster fire. So uh, I was right about Ryan Griffin. Feel, feel very happy about that, at least in a couple of games sample size the last few weeks. So, Jerry, where were you right this week? All right, I'm going to give this guy a little bit more time because for the last, I don't know, month, five episodes, I've mentioned this guy in passing every single episode, and it's mostly just to be a sarcastic prick because you can't ever have an episode of a Dynasty show without bringing up Devontae Parker. He's just like the guy that never dies, but Randy... The hate is not justified in 2019. This dude has produced in PPR double digits every single week, except for one. And even that was 8.6 points. Devontae Parker is a startable asset this year. Now, I'm not saying as far as the future is concerned, because who the hell knows what that Miami team is going to look like. Devontae Parker... Good for you, man. It was, you're like the, the Corey Coleman. It was like every time Corey Coleman got a new job, you thought something was going to happen, and it never did. 
That's sort of like what Devontae Parker is or like how we talk about Corey Davis. And like you always say, you know, maybe that gives hope to you, Corey Davis truthers out there. Not like me. Obviously, I have given up on him until next week. Ah, the old fifth year breakout of Mr. Devontae Parker. I'll tell you where I was wrong. Was uh, Kyle Allen out there soiling his trousers? <laughs> yeah, he did in a game against the Falcons. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna go not so fast, my friend. Yeah, I know he threw four interceptions. I know he was at home. I know they were playing the two and seven Falcons. But don't forget, I don't know what what the secret sauce is in Hotlanta now that uh, the head coach Dan Quinn's no longer calling the defense. He's handed those duties off. But this defense, they held Drew Brees and that offense in check in Carolina. Uh, excuse me, in New Orleans two weeks ago. Then they go to Carolina and do this to, to Kyle Allen. I'm not overreacting to it. I, you know, if you were playing Kyle Allen in a super flex and you got to play him, continue to play him. But d- don't overreact to to the one game uh, sample size. So I, I was wrong about Kyle and Al- Kyle Allen this week against Atlanta. I think he w- he was going to kill it. Uh, he ended up killing you all right. But, again, I'm I'm not going super, super crazy. Jerry, where were you wrong? Kyler frickin' Murray, man. It's funny that I hated on someone for their height when he is ready for this, Randy. My height. But I really did not think my man was going to be able to produce at five foot ten, throwing over giant offensive linemen. He's QB4. Now, he hasn't had his bye week, so, I mean, that that says something, but that's still a QB1, and he ran for, uh, you know, I had it in front of me, 60, 70 yards something this week, too. He's been consistent, and that offense is starting to grow a little bit. We saw the big Christian Kirk week last week. Man, I'm, I'm sorry, Kyler Murray. And listen, you know how many interceptions he's thrown in the last two months, Randy? Uh, one? One. One. That is a number. rookie that has thrown one tight end or one interception in the last two months. That's impressive no matter which way you flip it. Good for you, Kyler Murray. I was wrong. You Doing it for the five tenors. Good for you. You give me hope. I got a chance, Randy. F- five ten my ass. That guy's five, guy's five foot eight. If I ever saw it, you know, I, I forget. I'm five I, eight. If I've ever seen it, I, I I forget who said it. But when he runs out on the field, he looks like those uh, Make a Wish kids that get a that, that get to go to like spring practice with like the local college like the, team, like the kickoff kids, yeah, and they, they go and they, grab the tee. Yeah, they, they they give them the ball, and everybody, you know, like all the linemen fall down. It's it's, it's super sweet when they do it. And that's what Kyler looks like. You know, I wonder if the offensive and defensive line toss him. I won't say what that sport used to be known as, but I wonder if they toss him uh, at practice for fun. I don't know. Um, We're going to roll into the bargain bin just real quick. Dude, my guy, Bo Scarborough of Jerry's Detroit Honolulu Blue Lions. Uh, I saw the the Roto World blurb come across my phone Sunday morning. I I managed to pick him up in every league that had first come, first serve waivers. That meaning, you know, because some of my leagues, you know, you get one waiver period a week, and I didn't get him. But all the ones with open waivers and open, you know, free agency. You can just pick him up. I I nabbed him everywhere. He was available literally in every single league. He wasn't even floating around like a turd in the punch bowl on a taxi squad. He was available in nine of nine uh, of my my dynasty leagues. Jerry, what about your guy? I, I know this guy. Yeah, uh, I went with Jonathan Williams of your Indianapolis Colts. And for the record, 
I had had a little uh, too many uh, pops or milks and cookies before the Lions game. So unfortunately, I did not get any of the Bo Scarborough. Uh, but Jonathan Williams, you know, Marlon Mack had his hand surgery, going to be out for a little bit. If you got a pulse, I will give you a run, my friend. And if there's a chance you can get the workload, I will take it. But I honestly, this late into the season, I think both of these are actually sort of steals as far as the bargain bin has gone. We have reached deep into the bin several times. I don't really think this is one of them. This is one of those premier free agent sort of pickups for week 12. You know, I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg to disagree with you. I mean, we, this year on the bargain bin, we, we've thrown out some good names. We've had some Jacob Hollisters. We've had Ryan. Speaking Griffin. of which, hey, I'm starting him in this, this beautiful trophy I have next to me, my main redraft league. You got me in on that. Sorry, uh, Gerald Everett. I'm done with you. Give me Jacob Hollister. You're getting in that championship lineup. You, so, so you remember back in the day? I think Bill Belichick's the only coach on Madden who won't sign over his like name and likeness. So it's always in N E coach instead of like you know like Sean McVay's on there or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really care who it is. I just I will start Seattle tight end if you put my lo- my, my my roster. It just says S E A T E. It's like the old NCAA football don't, games. Don't, don't even fifteen. Don't even care. Could could be the corpse of Jimmy Graham. Could be Will Disley. Could be Jacob Hollister. Could be the corpse of Ed Dixon. Don't care. Could be JD from the Goat District. Yeah, because because Russell Wilson scrambles around. He waits for that big tight end to uncover in the end zone. And you know what? Boom. He puts the ball on him. So uh, there are our bargain bin guys. Uh, We're going to do one more spot before we go into our last commercial of the show. We're going to go to uh, Overreaction Theater. Things I'm not re- overreacting to. Jerry, do you remember two weeks ago when I told you not to overreact to Jimmy Jimmy GQ and his monster game against Arizona, and then he came out the following week against Seattle and had a stinker? Yeah, I do I do recall. Don't overreact to this past Sunday's game where he threw another four touchdowns against Randy, Arizona. Randy, he's handsome, though. I feel like I should overreact. Jerry, until they start giving points on the very subjective handsome scale for fantasy football, I'm, I'm not tripping. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown 18 touchdown passes this year. Eight of them have come against the Cardinals. His only 300-yard games of the year, he has two, both against the Cardinals. 741 of his 2,478 passing yards, or 30% of his season total, have come in two games. So he he doesn't have the Cardinals on the rest of the schedule? Uh, Next year, when he plays the Cardinals, stream him like a sumbitch. But for right now, this guy has got games against the Packers defense, the number one versus the past New Orleans defense, a red-hot Falcons D, and then a top-four passing defense in the Rams in Week 16. You're not going to be able to get away from him in Superflex, but if you've been streaming him in Redraft or he's in your one QB league, I'm telling you, look for a better option. This is the kind of guy that uh, this is the kind of situation where I might be looking at some Jeff Driscoll. So, Jerry, what is your overreaction theater? Mine is to not sweat Leonard Fournette's 57 yards. That was a weird game against your Colts. You know, they had penalties that stalled drives. Nick Foles threw an ungodly amount of incompletions. They, they just they really couldn't put it together. And then when they start, they would get short fields. Why are you not giving the ball to Leonard Fournette? You know, it, he only had 15 touches, which only 15 touches for Leonard Fournette. That should tell you everything you need to know, that that is the basement of that man. But of those 15, Randy, what's most important, seven catches 
When are we going to start putting Leonard Fournette in that top tier of pass catching backs? Because that's, I mean, it, obviously it goes against the narrative, but good God. Hey, hey man, g- give me the guy getting, you know, PPR volume. I mean, th- that bails you out in a craptastic week. Yeah, Leonard Fournette did not have like a running back one week, but the 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 reception buoyed his performance enough to make it serviceable so you didn't get killed. And you know what, Jerry? I'm going to end that one on a good note for you. It came out on Roto World today that head coach Doug Marone is committing to getting Leonard Fournette back involved and being the primary focus of the offense. So there's some good news uh, for you Leonard Fournette owners like me. All right, we're going to knock out this one last advertisement spot from our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. All right, as always, thank you to our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Check them out if you've ever had the interest in that sort of program. All right, Jerry, the Vegas slant, I love it. Uh, This has been helping people set DFS lineups. If you listen to the DFS uh, grinder show out there, uh, the Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network, they have one called the DFS Sharks, so you can check that out. I'm telling you, these are the games that, that these guys are looking at so this right here, th- this segment is designed to help you with those start-sit questions. Uh, so the games that we like, the games that we're leaning to, the first one, Oakland Raiders at the New York Jets. This one feels like defense is optional. 40, both of these offenses have been pretty hot over the last few weeks. I just mentioned earlier in the show about how the last two games, the Jets have put up uh, 34 points in back-to-back weeks. I think Oakland can score on the Jets. Uh, I will say the Jets are really good against the run, but you're still firing up Jacobs because he's slowly getting more involved in the passing game. Uh, with Oakland, I'm, play, I'm playing them all. I'm playing Renfro. I'm playing Waller. I'm playing Williams. I'm playing Carr. I'm playing Jacobs. Uh, I'm hoping that he gets some of that Leonard Fournette treatment and gets some of those extra passing targets because this is a tough defense. That's the one thing the Jets' defense does real well is you know mitigate the run. And on the Jets, I think I'm playing just about everybody – uh, except Demarius Thomas. I'm playing Griffin. I'm playing Jamison Crowder. That guy's been on fire. There's you a cheap low-key buy. He's 26 years old. 26 years old. Been Which on- is absurd. I feel like I've been talking about Jamison Crowder since like 1987. Oh, I, you, you would think that you would look down and be 34 years old, but he's 26. And you know what? We, we I don't want to draw the coaching to player correlation, but think back to what Adam Gase did with Jarvis Landry in Miami. And look at what they're doing with Jameis and Crowder. So I'm firing up Jameis. I like what I see out of Griffin. Lev Bell, he's been the king of garbage time the last couple of weeks. Good to see him more involved in the passing game. Um, the only guy, I'm just not sure of Demarius Thomas and maybe Robbie Anderson's a flyer. He did get in the end zone last week, but I'm skeptical. Next game uh, should be uh, an interesting one. Uh, 47.0 over and under as the Carolina Panthers go to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans giving up nine and a half points. It's a pretty big point spread. 
Uh, on the Carolina side, I'm rolling DJ Moore. I love him. Uh, double that if uh, Latimer can't go. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm rolling uh, DJ Moore, I love him. I do. Um, if, if he he's my current uh, my my current favorite by Kristen McCaffrey, even on his bad game, he was the RB one last week. Of course he was. Well, I mean, why wouldn't if, he be? I'm telling you, if he was a pirate with a peg leg and one eye patch, he'd still be the RB one. Jerry, that that's an interesting take. Um, but okay, uh, and then Kyle Allen, you know, in a super flex, I I, I think you can. I think you're, you you would have to roll him with as many good quarterbacks on by as you got on the uh, on the on the Saints side. Obviously, Alvin Kamara, Breeze, Michael Thomas, uh, Jared Cook. I have no problem rolling Jared Cook. It's risky, but and you know what I want? I want Alvin Kamara to get in the end zone. Come on, my man. Yeah, he had you, one. He had you, one. You are a back. superhero. Yeah. Be a superhero. Here's the next game. I think could be a lot of fun, and that's Seattle on the road. The Battle of the Birds. The, the 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 Seahawks heading across the battle co- of the birds battle of the birds you get a lot of those in the NFL going True. Go, going across the country to play the Eagles battle of the birds uh, the Eagles actually a two point home favorite forty nine divide that by seven Jerry forty nine divided by seven seven touchdowns Vegas look at like, that splits easy and I like it when the math is easy brother um, the NFL's expect excuse me the Vegas is expecting a lot of points out of this I'm not playing Rashad Penny. I'm not playing Jay Ajayi, and I'm not playing any Eagles wide receivers. Even if Alshon Jeffrey comes back, I'll just double down and play both of the Eagles tight ends. I'll play Goddard. Ertz, I was really impressed by that game because I figured he would have been the guy that Bill, Uncle Bill would have taken away against the, against the Patriots. All he did was get peppered with targets over and over. But, of course, Goddard's the one that gets the touchdown. That's okay. Uh, it's a PPR world, brother. And then the last game, the, uh, the coup de gras, if you will, the Tampa Bay Suckineers going to a uh, Hotlanta. <laughs> Boom. To to uh by the way, you know Jameis Winston has thirteen interceptions in his last five games. I mean I didn't, but if I was guessing, I would have guessed around there. What do you he had four last week, I think. Uh three or four. But here's the thing, he's still putting up like twenty fantasy points a game. You you just can't get away from him. Uh Atlanta, four point home favorite, fifty three point. That's you know, almost eight touchdowns. It's seven and a half touchdowns. Uh, I'm playing everybody on Tampa Bay. Peyton Peyton Barber got in the end zone again. uh, And and Ronald Jones went from looking like good to looking like poop poop sandwiches, Jerry. But I think you have to roll Rojo. I would like to think you're in better shakes than having to play Barber. But in a a game with this kind of over and under, uh, but I'm not playing OJ. He got benched for the – one of those Jameis interceptions was not his fault. And no, I, he tried to like grab it and put it behind his back, and yeah, a, Liberty a, flopped it all around. I don't know a, what the a, hell a, that was around the world. And yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, another thing, don't don't overreact to Brian Hill. I know I know he only had thirty yards, and I know you were really relying on him because he was that waiver wire darling. He still got fifteen carries, and if my man gets fifteen carries, he's going to be in good shape, especially against Tampa Bay. I, I'm starting Brian Hill too if I'm in need of a running back. Uh, I, I love you, Jerry, but I'm going to disagree. Tampa Bay is the number one rush defense in the league, and this one right here has a uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley game. Um, if you got, if maybe if you were the Freeman owner and you have to roll Brian Hill out there, okay, fine. But I am not willingly trusting this man again. He don't even care. He put it out there on Twitter. You know, I have zero apologies for my for my fantasy owners. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Just because you're thinking it, don't mean you have to say it. <laughs> Yeah, listen, if you were an NFL player, that's exactly what you would say. Because you know how many times that guy's gotten added about how people screwed, he got screwed over on fantasy. 
Uh, th th those people aren't wrong. But you know, first of all, if you're listening to the Dynasty Warzone, we're class. We're not that classy. And by that classy, I mean not like not classy at all. But we do not at players. We do not at sports writers. We do not at players. We do not at celebrities in general, unless we're looking for like a shameless plug or retweet. Anyway, moving on. Looking at you, Matthew Barry. Look at, at Matthew Barry TMR. Yeah, that that guy. Um, the games that we're trying to avoid, unless absolutely have to. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee coming off the bye, and that's a good scoring defense, but you may not have better options. I think you still have to roll out Leonard Fournette. I mean, duh, they just talked about getting him more involved. DJ Chark, he's like a top six wide receiver right now. Can't get away from him. I mean, I, I guess you could play Foles in two QB formats. Same with Ryan Tannehill, but in the one QB league, I, I'm not looking at Derrick Henry I love. You just saw what Marlon Mack, Jonathan Williams, it was the first time I think this is the stat. I heard this in the Colts postgame show. The first time since the Colts came to Indianapolis that they had two 100-yard rushers in the same game. And now you're going to get to face that offensive line in Derrick Henry. Good luck, boys. Let me, let me know how that works out for you this weekend. Derrick Henry, man, good. For, he's had a good year. Good you, on him, man. You know, there's an impromptu where Memphis is wrong. I always thought that guy who had like a, you know, Midland RB2 type value. But, man, he's been an RB1 this year getting in the end zone. He's even had the couple of catches be still my heart. But, yeah, uh, on the Tennessee side, I can't trust any of the any of the pass catchers over there. Give me the Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill in a pinch, and uh, I'll take Leonard Fournette and Baby Shark. But I, I'm not feeling Nick Foles unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. And, you, and you may. Uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, I have two names down here that I'm willing to play. Jalen Samuel, if James Conner's out, and Joe Mixon. Yeah, you, you, at gunpoint, I don't think you can make me play anyone else in this game. Not no. not, not Tyler you Boyd. Can't play, what are you can't. We can play Juju. Uh, well, let's see. Listen. He, he's in the concussion protocol. He's got like a hurt knee. He's had Is toe it? issues. He's 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 and had some even rough. when he's not that uh, Mason Rudolph doesn't give him the ball. Oh, it's awful. You want to talk about who was wrong? You think you were wrong on Derrick Henry? I thought that man was going to get two hundred targets this year. Ha! <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm going to give you a, a halfway hall pass on that because uh, that, I know, I know, but it's just that that would have been damn with big, man with Big Ben. All right, in the last game, Jerry, you know any anything under 40 points? And by the way, the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game, not that it matters because you're only playing two guys. The over and under 39 and a half. Anything under 40 is bad. I think this, this one, this next one, is the lowest I've seen, I believe, all season. The Denver Broncos heading to Buffalo. 36 and a half point over and under. Uh, and I tell you what, the Denver defense is, was playing great. They, they kind of pooped out in the second half against Minnesota. I mean, you got to play Sutton. You got to roll out Lindsey. Um, Josh Allen, there's no way. Like, what do I always say? Last year, he last week he doubled it. He got you 40 points, but that guy gets you yeah, 20 you, points. You just don't watch it. Just, just don't, don't watch ju it. Ju just don't watch it. It'll just hurt your eyes and make you mad. I do think you can play Cole Beasley this week. I mean, it'd be real hard to get away from John Brown. He's a borderline RB1 through 10 games. But you know what? He's going to have a good time with Chris Harris Jr. I think it could be a Cole Beasley week. And if you're in a pinch, again, you know, uh, Kittle's hurt. We're not sure on Hooper. Um, you're going to have Kyle Rudolph out on a bye. You're going to have Kelsey out on a bye. This might be the kind of week where we're playing a guy like Dawson Knox might not be the worst idea ever, but I, I will tell you. And then Fant, not against this team. No, thank you. I know Fant's had you know some some spots the last couple of weeks, but I would prefer against it. Jerry, did I miss anything with this uh with this shenanigan? No, that's a 
36 and a half. That's bad. I think I'm just at Sutton. Give me Sutton. I'm gonna, I'm as gonna... far as non QBs are concerned, give me give me Sutton, and I think that's all I can put out there. Hard to get away from Lindsey with Dalvin Cook on a bye. With uh, yeah, okay. There the, 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 there's a handful of guys because you know the bye weeks are wrapping up. So, but if it's again, if you that, that's why we go over the the point spreads is to, to clue you in on games that if you can avoid, please do. All right, we're gonna hit the DFS darling, and I owe you guys uh, I guess half an apology. You know, had you taken my advice last week and played Kyle Allen, you hate me. But if you played DJ Moore, you liked me. Um, this week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. Uh, Jerry, you know when I, I, I talked a couple weeks ago where I was wrong about the Jets. Ha ha! I lied to you. I'm back. <laughs> Give me Sam Darnold, 5300 on on DraftKings. Now that is the QB six, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna stack him with Ryan. Don't call me Peter Griffin. Tight end seven, 4,200 bucks. Now, here's a guy that's been about as good as any tight end going, and, and, and he's cheaper than a hurt Evan Ingram. He's cheaper than, uh, I don't want to say underproducing, but like a middling Darren Waller. And then Jared Cook, who was bailed out by a touchdown last week. G- give me these guys for less than 10K, 9,500. You can have you know your quarterback and tight end locked up, allow you to spend up at positions like running back because you got to have Christian McCaffrey in there. you got to have Michael Thomas in there. Uh, th- that's how you afford those big-name guys. I'm not the biggest DFS guy in the world, but I'm, I'm learning and I'm trying to get better. Jerry, what's, uh, what's up with you this week? I am going to take the biggest, meanest Alabama Crimson Tide running back. We talked about him earlier. Said he ran pretty good, right? I must be talking about Derrick Henry. No, no, Randall, not today. Bo Scarborough, Honolulu Blue, Detroit Lions, RB forty-four. That can't be right. Let me double check. Oh my God, forty-seven. I w- I actually thought I was right, and I was setting myself up, and I was wrong. RB forty-seven for forty-two hundred. This man is the same price as Saquon Barkley's backup, Wayne Gallman. He's going to be the starter, and he's going against Washington's 24th race rushing defense. And we talked earlier about how we think Jeff Driscoll is pretty serviceable. He, I mean, he's got the offense and Daryl Bevel moving. I really think they're going to be in good shape in this game the whole time. Bo Scarborough could easily get you, and you want Christian McCaffrey? You got to pay for people like Bo. And he's not going to, he's not going to win you the week. But he's going to get you guys. He's going to let you afford guys that can win you the week. You know, the, 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 the average you're looking for from as I'm learning with DFS, you're looking for three times the salary in PPR points. So in what you said, 4,200? Yeah. So, so you're looking at 12. I mean, what is that? 60 eight, yards and a touchdown? 60 yards and a touchdown, 80 yards and, and two catches for 20 yards. There's your 12 PPR points right there. I mean, it's not hard to, to see the path, and it's not like the game's going to get out of hand against a porous, a porous Redskins defense. So there you go, Jerry. Um, again, I uh, want to thank Up North Squad for that really nice review of the show on iTunes. Again, guys, I hate promoting like a certain brand all the time, but that's the one. iTunes, five-star, nice comments like that. It means a ton to Jerry and I. Jerry, anything else for these fine peoples before we, uh, we let this one go home? 
No, let's uh, let's try and win some championships, man. Two weeks, guys. We got two regular season two regular season weeks left, um, and then next week we're going to be talking about guys that you can sell on a contender. You know, three weeks ago we talked about guys to buy on your contender. Next week we're going to talk about guys to sell. Um, if your league has a trading deadline, hopefully it's where we right up against that next week. Uh, but Jerry, if you have nothing else, man. Mm-mm. No, All right. sir. All right. On behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you right back here next week with some contender sales. Thanks, guys. See you then.